Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number 16. My name is Dale Lott Jr. And you are listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. In the last episode, we started dealing with the first of what I call a preparation principle when it comes to searching for the mate that God has for you, and that's saturating your heart with God's specific word for your life. And we talked about how that is vitally important, and we talked about how to do that, how to discover what your purpose is. Now, today I want to deal with the first of the three benefits that saturating your heart with God's specific word for your life affords to you. The first benefit is the word of God for your life allows you to judge everything according to your purpose. So in Genesis 2.20, we see Adam is now walking according to that word for his life, his purpose. It says, so Adam gave names to all cattle, to all the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. As he is walking according to his purpose, he is judging everything before him to see if it is comparable or suitable for him. Well, what was he using as the criteria to determine whether or not something was suitable for him? The word of God, his purpose, or the blueprint for his life? When you are saturated with God's word for your life, you have a set of blueprints that tells you how your life should look. It also tells you what materials you need and the personnel required to get the job done. So now every time you meet somebody, you can ask the question and you can answer that question. Is this person suitable for my purpose? Remember, as as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Now, that is important to remember, because if this person is not suitable For you, they can be nothing more than a hindrance to you fulfilling your purpose. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. It simply means that they cannot understand where you are destined to go and what you are to accomplish. And see, you can't be fooled by their exuberance for your plans. You know, they're excited about your potential for greatness. They see the blueprints, but they do not understand how to recreate the image. Or they may not understand the image at all because they are not equipped for the purpose. When I first joined my church, you know, there were pictures and uh, and a model of the new church that we were to build. Every member understood what we were seeing, a church. But hardly any of us were equipped to take the blueprints and build the church. We could see it, but we couldn't fulfill it. However, some can't even understand what they see. Now, I'm from Atlanta, and in 96, uh, I was on the train a few weeks before the Olympics. Now, on the train, there were two women who obviously didn't come into the city often. And I remember we passed the newly built Fulton County Jail. It was a high-rise building, and one lady said to the other, Look, they're building all these nice new buildings for the Olympics. 
See, she could see the building. But she had no idea what it was. She had no idea that, yeah, they are building nice new buildings for the Olympics, jail cells for people who act up. And this kind of reminds me of Mark 4, 11, what, uh, verses 11 through 12. And he said to them, to you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that seeing they may see and not perceive. And hearing, they may hear and not understand. I want you to realize not everybody's going to understand your purpose. They're not trying to be difficult. But without the call, which brings the equipment, they can't follow you. And what you're looking for is someone who can see you while being equipped to bring you forth. I want to take a look. And some examples of, of, of what it is that I am referring to. So we'll look at Song of Solomon 5, 10 through 16, where it says, now this is the Shunammite woman referring to the beloved or Solomon. My beloved is white and ruddy, chief among 10,000. His head is like the finest gold. His locks are wavy and black as a raven. His eyes are like doves by the rivers of water. Washed with milk and fitly set. His cheeks are like a bed of spices, banks of scented herbs. His lips are lilies, dripping liquid mirror. His hands are rods of gold set with beryl. His body is carved ivory inlaid with sapphires. His legs are pillars of marble set on bases of fine gold. His countenance is like Lebanon, excellent as the cedars. His mouth is most sweet. Yes, he is altogether lovely. This is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. Here we see a woman who has vision to see who her beloved is and what he is to accomplish. But it doesn't stop there. She's also equipped to bring him forth. This is apparent because she's able to recognize and speak eloquently of the different elements that comprise the finished picture. See, this journey is about finding someone who can see what you see, believe what you believe, understand what you understand. Genesis 11, we, we've discussed this before, but Genesis 11 verses four through six. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Notice they had one language and one speech. There was not a dissenting voice of unbelief among them. They saw things exactly the same. This is not a case of where maybe 10 people see it one way and four people see it another way. But majority rules where somebody sees a window six inches to the left and the other person sees it really three inches to the left. But I'll just go along with what you're saying. No, they saw it exactly the same. When you find someone with whom you can be of one accord with, nothing will be withheld from you. However, this type of relationship only comes when you're saturated with the word of God for your life. And I don't mean from a standpoint of 
you are doing all the work and putting in the self and you're utilizing your self effort to obtain what God has promised you. No, I mean, you've gotten in his word and you choose to believe what the word of God has said. You choose to allow his grace to come into your life and do something for you that you could not do for yourself. You've tried many times to find the mate that God has for you. Tried many times to find someone that you could live a life with, someone that you could build with, and you have failed to do it all on your own. But when you give yourself completely to the word of God, to his purpose for your life, to his grace over your life, and you yield to that grace, that grace will begin to draw to you who God designed for you to walk with. And because you have these blueprints from God, Because you have this set of instruction, because you have this purpose and you understand who you are and where you are designed to go and the required personnel for your life, you do not have to worry about receiving a counterfeit. You do not have to worry about receiving an Ishmael instead of the instead of an Isaac. Why? Because you know what is for you and what is not for you. Let's take a look here. First Corinthians chapter two. Verse 10, we actually start at verse 9 where it says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, But the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. I want your confession to be, I know what is for me. I am not confused. Let's continue on. First Corinthians two, drop down to verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. He who is spiritual judges all things. You have a set of blueprints that allows you to judge all things. And you have the mind of Christ, the thoughts of Christ. Therefore, a counterfeit cannot be presented to you and you not be able to recognize what is not for you. But if you don't place your faith in that, if you don't accept that, then you will always be moved by every little thing that comes your way, by every person that presents themselves, because you are operating in a manner that says, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and therefore you begin to chase everything. But when you get in this word, you begin to understand what is for you. Who is for you? You have your blueprints. Understand you have the mind of Christ. So you don't have to fear the counterfeit. You don't have to walk around in fear of, well, how will I know? Because you have the mind of Christ. You have the spirit of God that lets you know all the things that have been freely given to you. You have uh, a set of blueprints that you can use to accurately judge everything in your life according to the purpose or the grace of God for your life. That's the first benefit of saturating your heart with the word of God for your life. 
The word of God for your life allows you to judge everything according to your purpose. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Jr. And on Instagram, it's Lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, abetterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit DellLot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak. You can find all the information on DellLot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day. And join me next time on A Better Pickup Line, the podcast.